It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris, and we are here for a exploration of true science and cookies. And also, Chris, happy chocolate chip cookie month. Oh, it's yes. August, which is chocolate chip cookie month. We didn't make it up, but we follow it. All chocolate chip cookies all the time. We observe. That's right. Uh, we are devotees of chocolate chip cookie month and we will be ending once again with a spectacular recipe or I'm at least nodding. we hope you can't, it is you can't yeah. see but yes we yeah. have something special planned for that last so, one so stay tuned through the whole month but in the beginning there was experimentation so what i've done is have you ever wondered why chocolate chip cookies are always just dropped onto the cookie sheet and in a blob I have wondered that like, every why time. Why can't we have like a Christmas tree shaped or heart shaped, you know, like the Reese's shapes? We could have a shape for every holiday chocolate I, chip cookie, but nobody does that. I have a feeling we're going to take care of that for all <laughs> of our listeners well, this Well, I month. tried. I tried. And I'm not, I'm not going to say I succeeded, but it was definitely a step in the right direction. Okay. Well, I see a variety of cookies here. In fact, I see three cookies. Yeah. And if you look on our Facebook page... You can see that there is a progression. Yes, it was. It was the laboratory was very busy that night when I was trying this recipe. So there are multiple recipes out there, as you might guess, for cut out, you know, shaped chocolate chip cookies. And I didn't know which one to use. So let me just tell you a little bit about them. They all, with one exception, called for mini chips. I think that a bigger chip would maybe get in the way when you were trying to cut the shape or roll it. Right. So something like that. Some of them had only brown sugar. And I thought that was on purpose because I think white sugar makes cookies spread more. Sure. I don't know why that would be true for like, why wouldn't that also be true for brown sugar? I know. I think brown sugar is just like the same as white sugar, but with some of the molasses left in it. Yes. but And molasses is, is, is viscous. So it makes, it certainly makes the cookie a, a chewier yeah, it's for cookie. Yeah. So it's a probably a texture thing mm -hmm. more than a spreading thing in this case. Now, this one happened to call for oh, I'll say shout out to the person who who it was created by Diane. Oh, hi Diane. Hi, Diane Thank you for the cookie. There. Yeah, so she uses melted butter which I thought would make it spread more. Sure, yeah, I, um, I would too. Yeah. But it's supposed to be chewy, so I said, "You know what? I'll try it. I'll try it." The exception that I found was that the Nestle Toll House chocolate chip company proposes that you make like one big giant tray of dough and bake it and then and cut, cut it the warm uh, like shapes. That. Okay. So, so that's one way to go. That but that's not you what you try. wanted. Well, you yeah. wanted like the sugar cookie experience where you roll out some dough and you use your cookie cutter and you cut it and then you bake it. I just wanted to see what would happen if I tried that. Yeah. These recipes usually suggest using a simple shape such as a heart. 
So I also had thought it would be fun because you mentioned another week recently, National Cat Day, which, which I is, think I think you were joking, but it's like this week. It's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy National Cat Day. Yes. And I, I, I was looking forward to cat-shaped cookies. No, In but fact, you know, I saw the first cookie that you made and I imagined that it was a cat. You had to use your imagination for that because it looks like a... Football. <laughs> a fried egg? I don't know. So... My cat cookie cutter, if you remember from the Calico Cat cookies, the tails were falling off even with like a pretty, pretty sturdy dough. So I knew that wasn't going to work. So my other choices were a round one or a little house shaped one, which is basically a square with a few details. And my hubby Jeff was like, if you're doing this, why would you make a round cookie? I was like, okay, you're right. Yeah. Unless you're going to decorate it, right? They're chocolate chip houses. Okay. Okay. So here's what happened. Diane suggests either flowering your work surface or rolling the dough between two pieces of wax paper and she uses dowels so that you can get it of even thickness. So I did that. Hubby Jeff took got some dowels out of his workshop for me and I did that. And you So you took the dowels, two dowels, mm-hmm. I assume, and you put them at either end. Right, the of, long ends. Right. And, and then I rolled my rolling the, pin over it. Over to the dowel, from dowel to dowel? No, just like on top in of the between. dowels. Oh, okay. Oh. Maybe I didn't do it right. So it just so so well the whole idea is that the dough was the depth of the dowel. Right. It was quarter inch thick dough. Okay. And they were quarter inch dowels. They were, but it was it was Fantastic. like a but it was like now, a wet looking mess. But and, but for anybody who wants to roll a quarter inch anything cookie dough in the future. They could use this method. I've yes. never seen that before, and I love it. Yes, yeah, so it, it, that part of it worked fine, but okay. but then I removed the wax paper, and I put the my house-shaped cookie cutter over and over, and then it was just like a wet mess, and I used offset spatulas to try to you know move them to the sheet, and then they got there, and they just like blurted out Oozed. all over. Yeah, and so the, the resulting cookies are ugly. Uh, the, this is the football-shaped cookie. Yes. Okay, so let's, next l- batch. L- let's oh. taste this cookie okay. first, okay? Is that, that okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, also, it called for three cups of mini chips, and I had one bag of mini chips. I don't know how many are in that, but I opened it up, and the bag ripped, and they started to go everywhere, and I just dumped the whole thing in. It was only like 10 ounces of chips, which was not going to be three cups, no matter how you're measuring. Yeah, sure. But it looks quite chippy, it looks, people. It looks chippy. All right, here we go. Hmm. Hmm. It tastes like a tastes like a chocolate chip cookie, like that vanilla the sugar, sugar butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and I used some special bourbon vanilla from the farmer's market where, where I went to watch you do music the oh, other day. Oh, thank you. It's a bit dry. Mm-hmm. That's probably because there's so much flour in this. It's bordering, to me, bordering, not quite, but bordering on a shortbread. Mm-mm. No. I don't know. Because I don't like it, and I like shortbread. <laughs> I'm interested in the technique. I'm not 100% sure this is my favorite recipe. All right. So okay. The, the so ne- you know what? What? Make this better. It would be like that chocolate ganache that we used yeah, on the peanut butter cookies. But it's, but it's not, not sweet. Like, there's tons of chips. Yeah, it's, it's sweet, but it needs an icing or a topping or something like that. Mm. But anyway, it's very flowery, I would say. In, in texture and in taste. Okay. So those came out of the oven and I was like, oh no, absolutely not. I'm going to get laughed off of Cookie Lab with those. <laughs> so then 
I decided to do what Diane suggested next, which was, which is what I would normally do, which is to flower my work surface. I generously flowered my work surface. That's the cookie you get. So there was more, just more flour to work with and they just held their shape better and they... Same cookie recipe. Same thing. Same process, except instead of using the rolling dowels, and cutting was a different process. We're going to now. Did you place a dowel next to it so that you could nope. tell? No, there was it no was dowel. Same depth. No. No, I just like you just because I'm like an experienced cookie maker. I just rolled it to rolled what it you thought it. was a quarter inch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's how it came out. And as you can see, it is an intact house. Yeah. Oh, this yes, I can see the root the chimney Mm -hmm. i can see the peak of the roof and i can see the eaves Mm -hmm. and is a nice square foundation of a house okay should we try it let's try it here we go it isn't any tastier (laughs) Hmm. i wonder in a blind taste test Mm. if we could identify them or if we could tell any difference i would think not because it's it's really the same you know I would say that the sponge of the cookie, the air holes in the cookie, compared better. Yeah, compared to the previous. Why would that be though? The first one, perhaps you didn't roll it as much. Perhaps if the first one was gooier, Mm -hmm. it was definitely gooier. The Uh, water is not going to evaporate. Yeah, that's what it is. As evenly and as thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And you're going, and it's, and this cookie spread, collapsing. The first cookie spread, collapsing some the of air the, bubbles, the yeah. air bubbles. This one didn't spread as much by great amount. So that flour not only made it easier to handle, but it provided some shape and structure to the cookie and made for a more uniform crumb. <laughs> so while all this was happening, I did stash the last bit in the refrigerator. Once I realized that it was basically going to be like a scientific experiment, I was like, okay, what else can we do? I stuck it in the fridge. When I went to go get it, it still felt super, super soft to me. Like super, super soft. So In I, the fridge? Yeah. So I put it in the freezer for like five minutes. Okay. We love the so freezer. This, so this and, is a and, chilled situation. And, and this is our freezer. We put things into the freezer to have them not spread as much Mm -hmm. uh, because we are lowering the temperature of the dough. It takes it longer to heat up, but we leave it in the oven for the same amount of time. Correct. And what I noticed was that that batch developed like a crinkle top. Fascinating. Yes, I agree with you fully. So I think the middle cookie, the cookie that was not chilled, but rolled on a floured surface with a floured rolling pin was the most attractive shaped chocolate chip cookie. Yes. But I wonder what this crinkle top one's going to taste this like. This looks more like a turf house. <laughs> you can tell that it's a house. Barely, though. You really, I mean, you can look, barely let's see look at the peak. What if you, like, if I brought this to you with, I mean, it looks almost like a muffin. It does look like a not, muffin, not but, but it has like a, muffin a muffin with the, the chimney. Sh- the shape. Oh, anyway. Yeah. All right. So we've cleansed our palate with some tea, and now we're going to taste the third cookie. The final cookie. cookie. Oh, oh my. It's different? It's very different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just I'm just breaking a piece of cookie for Jill, and see how it comes apart? It's crumbly. It's it's much less dense. Softer. Yeah, it's much less dense. It still has that nice crumb. I think texture-wise, this is the best one. 
it is the best texture. It is thicker by perhaps a millimeter. But not as thick as the crazy looking one. But not as... That's my favorite of the three. It's about the same thickness as the crazy looking one, but it's thick in a different way. Mm, what way? I think that it, the crazy looking one, first one, does not have as many air holes in it. Mm-hmm. And this one and this last one does. It's hard. That's the best one. I recommend chilling the dough. This tastes most like a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. It does not have any hint of shortbread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. So. Yeah, that's good. I'm really, really glad to have done this experiment. And I'm interested in uh, fine tuning. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the scientific method. Mm-hmm. We Is always, this like when you have a hypothesis and then set out to see if you can prove it? You don't prove a hypothesis. Oh, you, you, disprove, you disprove the null hypothesis. The null hypothesis. Okay. Please, please, please explain. <laughs> so in science, we always start out with a hypothesis. And one of the easiest ways to think about that is that it is an if-then statement. Okay. If this is true, then this will happen. Okay, that's how, that's how all hypotheses are structured? It's most, one of the simple ways one of the, to okay. structure a hypothesis. So this is the elementary version of hypothesis. So, Got it. And so the null hypothesis is this will not happen. Let's have an example, Chris. Oh, excellent. Um, classic science question is if you heat water and you put it into the freezer, will it freeze faster? You've never heard of this. You're yeah. looking at me. The idea is like it will... Uh, so what's the idea behind that? What's the science behind that? Something about the there being... It's a bigger change in temperature, so it's going to cool at a faster rate or something? Something like that. When you heat water, you're exciting the molecules. Yes, it expands. That is how water evaporates. Mm-hmm. The molecules are excited accidentally. They bump into each other. Mm -hmm. And with each of those collisions, sometimes a molecule gets flicked out Mm -hmm. of the bonds that hold the water together Mm -hmm. and they go into the air. Mm -hmm. And that is called evaporation. Sure. When something evaporates, it's a cooling effect. Mm-hmm. Right when when water evaporates on your skin, your skin starts to feel cooler. Your skin starts to feel cooler. So people believe that if I am causing molecules to j- be excited and jump out of the water, get bashed out of the water, that it's actually evaporating and cooling. If heating water causes evaporation, then the ice will freeze faster. There is my hypothesis. Okay. You don't believe I'm the hypothesis. You right? So the null hypothesis would be that, that it would not cool it faster. It does not cool faster, yeah. right? So we can through years and years and years of recreating this experiment many different times prove that indeed water that is hotter does not freeze faster than regular room temperature or cold water. That's a relief. Okay. So our hypothesis here in the cookie lab, Jill was trying to make the best rolled chocolate chip cookie. Rolled and cut, yeah, shaped cookie. So we have to think of what our hypothesis would be. 
And I believe that had we started with the hypothesis that the best chocolate chip cookie is one that the water evaporates from the cookie at a slow rate and yet easily that form that forms the best textured mm-hmm. chocolate chip which i chip now cookie. know but just because that's what happened so in our first example really i, I think it was not so much the texture i was thinking of as the as the shape so and i think the middle one but wins we're on judging shape. but we're judging it so if we're judging ultimately, on shape, but we're ultimately judged, we just ultimately chose said that the third version was the best tasting, right? But not the best looking, necessarily. But not the best looking. So because it's not just science, it's also art. Yes, it is. So I'm now well, officially announcing the formation of the Cookie Lab Science and Museum. Art Department. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that. The third cookie is not a surprise whatsoever because it puffed up more mm-hmm. and it lost its shape mm-hmm. in the puffiness. Mm-hmm. Had it been flatter... But not it, so much as the one that looks like a football. But not so much as the one that looks like football, which didn't hold any shape. It no. just spread. It was crazy. Right? So our hypothesis really is if we can slow the evaporation of water at just the right rate, we get the best cookie. Now, did you choose your example hypothesis because that's exactly what happened here because I froze the dough and then put it in the oven? Or is it like just a coincidence? No, it, it's, it's not actually it's what happened. What it's kind I of the know. Opposite. So I take what I know about baking and I apply it to the situation. Very impressive. And so the first one was just filled with water and didn't have any extra flour, which we know absorbs water. So you're going to have less free water. It's Some of that is in that. Remember, in a, in a previous episode, we talked about the gelatin making. Yes, recently. Yes. So that one had just too much water available. Yes. And we know that sometimes it will just spread instead of making bubbles and evaporate. That's what happened. And that's what happened when you have an abundance of water in... Cookie number two, we had a great ratio of flour and water. It did form that gelatinous product that we like, giving it structure, and the structure stayed, but we didn't get really nice air bubbles. We got better air bubbles Mm -hmm. than we did in the first one, but not great. By controlling this, the third version puffed up it puffed up too much so that it got rid of the sharp edges of the, cr- of of the, the cookie the cutter. nice house shape, yes. Yeah. And we came up with this muffin-shaped and cookie also, that tasted better. And also those cr- those cracks in the top, that's a, that's a sign of the evaporation as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and so in that case, you could see that the evaporation took nice and slow and it cracked the cookie like we would for a, get in a chocolate chip cookie. So, so maybe maybe I have to cool it slightly less if I wanted to still have sharp edges. There's some kind of you, there's some Goldilocks. The refrigeration you know, instead yeah. of the freezing, yeah, perhaps would give you that Goldilocks 
look that you're looking for and texture. Well, thank you for explaining Yet to all find that. out. Maybe a listener will try it and send us a picture and their own evaluation of it. I would love it. All right. I would certainly think that maybe a nice chocolate ganache on this second cookie would uh, put me would into me a pleasure. sugar coma. <laughs> and uh, and you would not even be lucid enough to say, keep your paws off my cookie. I, in fact, I would be like, take these cookies, please. Have we already <laughs> used that on Cookie Lab? Because I take are... my cookies, please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Rodney Dangerfield Cookie Lab episode. Well, no. Isn't that like Jack Lemon or something? No. Take my wife, please. Okay. Now we have to look up who said it first. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be back next week with the answer to that and many more questions on cookie lab see you then it's cookie lab